0: Hi, I'm Dr. Mitch Harland, and welcome to the Truth Talks Podcast. Today's episode, we have something that's really fun. I uh, had the privilege of looking this lady up, but I've actually had the privilege of speaking to her not long ago, and this personality is going to rock this show, I can tell you that right now. I'm going to introduce you to Clara Capano. Hello. an international speaker and trainer, best-selling author, host in the Working Women's Channel and Living Real TV. She's the founder and CHO, which we're going to talk about. I'd never heard that before. Of Capano, speaking and training, and creator of the Clarity Success Method in the T shirt. Mm-hmm. Her passion is in helping women in business work and more intention so they can put themselves back in the driver's seat of their life and create harmony between their personal and professional lives. Welcome to the show. Thank you.
1: Damn, I sound good. I got lots of stuff behind my name. <laughs>
0: so I made up the second and third. Were yeah. they accurate enough? Or oh, close? I think they're close Okay, again. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's a beautiful podcast, right? You can make up whatever you want. So you took me five minutes to discover your personality, yes. maybe less than. I'm going to hit you with the first questions. You empower women. I do. Tell us a little bit about your program, and then I'm going to actually do some, some of the tough questions.
1: Perfect. I love it. Well, you know, my whole point is helping women not find balance, but helping them find more harmony in their world. Because we've been sold this idea of work-life balance, and I personally don't think it exists. So it's about how do we bring it all together? And I think for so many of us, we put our per- our personal lives on the back burner to achieve our professional success. And we have to start realizing that you don't have to sacrifice to achieve success. It's about redefining it, and finding a path that works for you. So my programs, I have some in-person talks that I do as a speaker, but then I also have some on-demand programs. And the reason that I made them on-demand is because today's woman is very busy. And to be able to have one more appointment that she has to show up to... Is going to push her over the edge so by making it more on demand she can work through it on her time and it walks her through getting no clarity of vision really getting connected with knowing her value how is she going to bring more joy into her world and also helping her to really put together a schedule that is going to support her and her goals on her path to success
0: makes perfect sense mm-hmm. you know one of the things that i've noticed we've done this a long time multiple different types of personalities uh whenever i see somebody write a book i see somebody who's an international speaker There's one thing in common, they have your personality. You don't always get to deal with people with that personality who is outgoing, extroverted, knows just an answer for right now. doesn't mean forever. Is that a struggle in this type of group?
1: (laughs) It can be a struggle. Um, This is, you know, it's a skill set. Communication is a skill set. And it's one that I always work on. And obviously you kind of feed off the crowd. But the idea is it's all about delivering value. So I've done a lot of work with personality styles. So that when I work more one-on-one with people, you know, I can try to be a little bit more of a chameleon, slow it down, be a little softer, or be more in their face if they're more of that driver personality. But it is a skill set. But you have to understand that people like to work with others that are like them. So the more that you can be like them and mirror and match them. But generally when I'm on stage... It's the Clara show. So it's my goal to bring that energy and everything. So, you know, I tend to be a little bit more boisterous and out there when I'm on stage, but working more individually, I try to do my best to mirror and match them.
0: So were you like an introvert your whole life? And then one day you're sitting on the couch and you say, hey, I need to go inspire women. I doubt that's the case.
1: Well, you know, it's it's amazing how life brings you back to what you're supposed to do. When I was a kid, I knew, I'm the youngest, so I'm the baby. My parents finally achieved perfection. Me so too. So they could stop. See? I, me too. Exactly. It's how it works. Yep, how it works. <laughs> so I am, um, you know, everybody in my family knew what they wanted to do. And I sort of didn't know what I wanted to do. And I felt that was wrong because why didn't I know my path? I had this innate feeling inside of me that I was here on this planet to deliver impact. But I didn't know what that, wa- what that meant. And I knew I wanted to be on stage, but I didn't want to be an actress. So I didn't know what that meant. I also had a lot of fear. I had a lot of issues around knowing my own worthiness and playing small. So when it came time to go on my career path, I wanted to do the safe bet. And I am an overachiever, so I was actually going to go to law school. And I didn't necessarily want to go to law school to be an attorney. I actually went because I wanted to be a judge. And I wanted to be a judge because one of my very favorite things in the entire world is telling people what to do. Judging. So I thought, why not do that? But then as... Life has it. I didn't go that route. I actually ended up going into real estate, and that's where it all started to develop for me, being more outgoing, learning how to you know, connect with people, and really focusing on delivering value. And from there, I went into leadership. I then went into more coaching, consulting, which brought me to where I am today. So I think it was always inside of me, but it was my own fears and insecurities that kind of kept it under wraps.
0: Which is also good, right? Because you can't coach what you haven't been through. Right. That's the interesting thing. I mean, okay. I know there's a lot of life coaches at 25 right now. Mm-hmm. I know that's a soapbox of mine. I know it pisses people off, but I say it anyway. I mean, if you haven't had that divorce, if you haven't had that kid, if you haven't had that, whatever, and you're coaching somebody on that, I don't, whoever's buying into that, I'm just not sure I'm, I'm on board with that, right? Reading your stuff, as a man, when I read it, I'm thinking, well, yeah, lady, this is what we've been going through, <laughs> right? So now, though, times have changed. It's taken two household incomes. Mm-hmm. Is this new in preparing people for this type of lifestyle?
1: I don't know if it's necessarily new, but I think it's a new perspective. You know, I think when we were coming out of the 70s and the 80s, that's really when women started to enter the workforce in larger numbers. Because as you said, dual income households, it was out of necessity. And I think at that point in time, there was so much competition because there were so few seats at the table that when a woman wanted to go in, she had to have that male energy. She had to really give up on the personal side because that's what it was going to take. We now have been through several decades of that, and I think... So many people have seen the value, not just of women or not just of men, but of women and men coming together and collaborating together and that we truly can find greatness when we all start working together. So I think we've been able to pull back a little bit from the intensity and be able to, you know, really find a way to allow everybody to come into the workforce, but also not lose their own personal identity along with it. And then especially coming out of the pandemic, so many people have started their own businesses. And you get to do that on your own terms. You know, you get to create your own playbook. So I think more than ever, it's just a sort of a perfect match of everything where it's all coming together, where we have the freedom to express ourselves. We have the freedom to create whatever it is that we want and be able to do it all on our own terms too. All
0: right. So I'm either going to straighten your hair i bring out the clause one all or two, right. and I don't care because mm-hmm. I already think we're friends. Okay. I, I love your personality, by the way. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely come to your show. So here's the thing. I've been sitting at that table that you talk about. I don't think the table is a very fun place to be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you balance that?
1: Well, again, I don't believe that. Wait a minute. Balance. How do you harmonize that? Harmonize that. that. So, Correct. You know, it all has to start. And first, I just want to acknowledge it's easier said than done. You know, it does take time. It's not, oh, I got it and it's going to work. It's a lot of trial and error. And it's a lot of trade-offs that you have to make to be able to find that place where it's working and it's working peacefully. And you always have to be adjusting it. But the idea is it all has to start with your vision. What is it that is your vision and helping you to define success? Because from there, that's how you can start to create the system. Your vision of success might be going to work and coming home every day and having dinner with your family. Great. How are we going to find a career path and an organization that is going to support me in doing that? Because some will and some won't. So you have to get clear on that. Do you want to work full-time? For me, I travel. I'm on the road probably 30, 35 weeks out of the year. A lot of people would not like that. For me, I love it. And so I had to, again, build a support system that was going to allow me to do that, which wasn't always easy, especially when I started, my son was five years old. So I've had to morph it. I didn't travel as much when he was younger. Now that he's 18, I can be on the road almost every week if I wanted to. So you have to understand that there's different seasons and different chapters, but it all comes down to what is your vision of success and what is going to be working for you?
0: You know, that is amazing because I see a lot of a lot of people in my practice. I see a lot of women. Um, you, you mentioned guilt a lot. And I don't know if they're necessarily wanting to go out and really capture the world. But we're talking about some women who just had to enter the workforce because of, sure. of money. Mm-hmm. It's tough. So how do you how do you even more importantly, when someone wants to really take on a success or take on a big career. But let's say that they that came on after they were married. and. How does one discuss that and build that network? Like, how do you go to your husband or boyfriend or whatever and be like, hey, yeah, by the way, I'm changing everything here.
1: So what do you do when your son is three years old and you get a promotion in your dream job and your mother-in-law comes to you and tells you, oh, you're taking that job? Wow, you're a big disappointment to your family.
0: That's exactly what I'm Amazing. <laughs> i Amazing. Yeah, I've
1: heard of that it's story. Almost like, it's
0: almost mm-hmm. like that was personal or something.
1: Almost like that really happened. <laughs> but exactly. I've always known I was a career woman. My mother is a career woman. In fact, my mother's brilliant, love her to death. And she went to her home ec teacher in eighth grade and said, I don't need to learn all of this because I'm going to be a career woman. So when she got married to my dad, she didn't know how to even make jello. So it's been in me and it's been a weird dynamic because in my family, there's three girls and one boy. And all three of us girls didn't necessarily care too much if we were moms. We're like, if it happens, great. But that wasn't always a driving force in us. I always knew I wanted to work. So that was fine. And when I got together with my husband, that was okay too. But as I wanted to build my star and have my star rise, it became evident that wasn't the vision that he had. So I think you have to be very, very honest and really be able to come together with your partner and talk with them. Again, about it's not about losing, it's about what are we gaining together? And again, how are we going to make this work? And learning a lot from my parents, when my mother first had kids, again, I'm the youngest of four, she stayed home for the first three. By the time I came along, she was very depressed. She was very anxious because she was working from home. And it was my father that went to her and said, you know what, I want a happy wife. So go and get a job. But here are some of the things we need to talk about. The house and everything that you've been working on, that all still is going to need to get cleaned. So we're going to take part of your salary and hire a cleaning lady because if you're only going to be available on the weekends, I want family time on the weekends. So you have to start to maneuver and start to find out, how is this going to work for us? Because you did make a commitment to join a unit. And it's all about, again, how is that unit going to work? What I've seen happen is some people, the wife ends up taking the lead and then the husband decides to stay home. And that works great. For other people, it's how can we get our kids, depending on their age, to be a little more self-sufficient and start taking care of some of the items at home? It could be what can we delegate? But it, it takes... If you've ma- entered into that relationship with that mentality and things change life is all about change you have to adapt with them and that's all about growth and you know going back to Charles Darwin it's never about the strongest it's the ones who can evolve and any relationship is about evolution whether it's a personal or a joint relationship
0: true story we, would, we could have a whole conversation on evolution mm-hmm. by the way but anyway we'll we'll, we'll go into this because I want to ask I want to I want to tell you two stories because this is kind of fun especially when you're here so my mother was one of those ones that, you know, she wore the apron. She cooked every meal. She was just the support staff mm-hmm. of the, the whole thing, right? And um, my mother-in-law, however, um, she has a very successful hair. But as a matter of fact, she ended up being a millionaire by doing hair. She still is 80 today and still works in her salon. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because I see this dynamic play out a little bit. So my wife is more of a stay-at-home mom, probably because I, you know, I really like that. But that was mm-hmm. also her... That was her dream job. Yeah. And she was fulfilled with that dream job. But it is interesting because our dynamic, because her dad kind of fulfilled more of that motherly role because he was there when mom's working mm-hmm. all the time. You know, when we get ready to go to one of our kids' functions, my wife's like, well, did you pack a cooler? And I'm like, well, yeah, but I'm only packed two or three drinks or something where her dad would pack enough for the entire <laughs> damn team and everything else. I can never live up to Fred, right? right. Because I, I that wasn't in my genetic code. But it was the woman in the family that actually has dictated mm-hmm. truly how our fi- family dynamic works. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? It is. Because I always think people are talking about this women empowerment thing, and at least from where I stand from and come from, the woman has always been the most powerful. I
1: agree. I agree. And again, a lot of times we just don't get the credit for it. And I think sometimes we have that dynamic of, yes, we are in charge and we oversee those, But again, bringing it into the workforce is a whole different thing because we're also still expected to keep everything at home going at the exact same level and keep it running over here on the professional side. And those are two full-time, very demanding worlds. And that's where I think the problem is because I see it for myself. And again, this is only my personal experiences. When I go on the road to teach, I consistently get asked at least five times, Oh, well, while you're on the road, who's taking care of your son? And I'm kind of like, well, his other parent, you know, and all these items. And I joke around and I say, oh, I just leave a bowl of water out, you know, for him, whatever. But I asked one of my counterparts, who's male, also divorced, has two kids at relatively the same age. And I asked him if he ever gets asked that question. He says, I have never been asked that question. So it's still mom's role, society-wise. And that's where I think it's so hard. It's not that women haven't been empowered. I think it's about how do we empower women to be able to step into, again, that professional world if that's where they want to be. But also, again, how are we going to make it all work so that we're not having to sacrifice all the good things as we're growing and evolving?
0: No, I agree completely. Tell me tell me what the number one issue is
1: that people have. Time. Men and women, time. hmm
0: which makes sense, Yep. right? Only 24 hours in a day and we need right. 26. Time
1: is the great equalizer. Nobody gets any more, nobody gets any less. And it's just a matter of how are you showing up and investing your time.
0: So would you say then time management is the number one thing that you consult people on the most?
1: Yeah, I prefer to call it time leverage. So how can we, again, try to leverage and manufacture our time the right way?
0: Which makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I know. I know it makes sense. I know. Said it. Well, but sometimes <laughs> it's got to make sense to me, Right. <laughs> sometimes think I'm like, it's your show, I got to make, <laughs> make sense of that for just a second. But it's true. OK, well, what what possessed you to do this? Was it your own personal experience where you're just like, you know what? So many women are dealing with this. I need to step up and write this book and, and do this program. Is that what it was? Or was it ending suffering for people like you didn't want someone else to go down that same road you had to do?
1: Well, it really all started from my own personal breakdown. And it started out of a necessity for me to find a better way to make it work for myself. And then from there, it was, I don't want to see anybody else suffering through it. When Nicholas was about three and a half years old, you know, I was, again, trying to keep all the plates spinning, doing that. I was working full time, building my consulting business, going and getting my master's degree. So I was doing all of these things and I thought I was rocking it. I was like, oh, I I got it all done. But behind the scenes, it really was all starting to crumble. And, you know, the the big story that I always share and I share it in my book is he came to me one night to just show me a picture that he had been drawing. And, you know, mommy, mommy, can you look at my picture? And it was, oh, you know, I'll look at that in a minute. but Mommy's busy. And lucky for me, he sort of put his hand on my laptop and said, you're not paying attention to me. And I had to start realizing this was not working because I had no harmony. And even though I was, oh, no, I'm spending time with my son, I was not present. And when I really got honest with myself, I wasn't present with my clients. I wasn't present, you know, in putting my work together. I wasn't present anywhere. And, you know, you talk about this idea of women multitasking. And I know that that is a compliment on one end, but the reality is it doesn't work. You know, it's we cannot be two places and truly be two places at one time. And we're kidding ourselves when we try to do that. And eventually all those plates that are spinning are going to come crashing down. So for me, I had to learn how to let go of other people's judgments. I had to let go of other people's expectations. I had to start looking at how much time do I really have to give to these areas and then build a plan for success around that. So even when I work with people, I don't help them put together a business plan. I actually help them put together a success plan because that's what I want to do is help them find a way to, again, create success on their terms.
0: And where are you going with this? What's the next step for you?
1: Mm. Big steps. So definitely, you know, hitting the stage on a more global level, because my goal is to impact a million lives or more just this year. And then with my show, which is the Working Women Channel, I highlight women and what it really means to achieve success and also defining success, because I think there's, so many different ways to define success. And I think we need to be more open and more accepting of those. So I really want to get my show on a platform such as Netflix or Hulu. And I want to be able to travel around the globe and interview women in different cultures and countries talking about.
0: Well, talk about that real quick, because it interests me. Well, number one, what actually the first question I would ask is, why would any woman want to marry a man anyway?
1: I'm not sure I have two ex-husbands, so I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> I don't even know why the hell women marry men. I mean, i like, I wouldn't if I no, was a woman. No, men are like,
1: wonderful. Men are wonderful. They are. We'll and I think many times out. they do get, you know, the short end of the stick. And we, we bash them. They bash us. But at the end of the day, it's, it's again, it's human. And, you know, there, men have a lot of pressures on themselves too. And before the show we were talking and you were asking me, so why women and not men? I love men. I, and I have worked with men throughout my career but I'm not a man. So I didn't feel from a place of perspective, if I'm writing a book, I don't feel I can give advice to a man when I haven't been through the same struggles that they have. And I can empathize, but I can't sympathize because I haven't done it. So for me, the book is more for the working mom because that's who I am. And I can talk from a place of, I've been in your shoes. I haven't been in a man's shoes. So I don't think it's fair. They're not
0: much fun. Well, yeah. Yeah, they, they suck sometimes. The women's might be a little more pretty. But they're they're pretty. But they're not as comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> tell me this, though. I, I actually want to ask you this question because I think you have, you have an answer for this. But what is success?
1: Well, again, I think everybody defines it differently. I can tell you how I define success. I used to define success by how many boxes can I check off? You know, do I have the car? Do I have the house? Do I have enough money in my bank account? But what I've learned through my journey is success comes down to three things. And I ask myself these three questions at the end of each day. Did I show love today? Did I inspire today? And did I contribute positively to the world today? And if I can, I can say yes to those three things, it was a successful day.
0: Do you, do you, actually, you know how I know that you are successful and you're super smart? What you, do you know how I know that? Because we, we never went over these questions.
1: Mm-hmm. You're
0: very polished, Thank right? You. Which means you've done the homework. And that's one of the things I'm really big on. There's a lot of people that come on shows, they talk about different things, but you can almost immediately tell they haven't done the homework. You've done the homework, and that's probably the greatest compliment I could ever
1: give somebody. Well, thank you. That does mean a lot. I appreciate that. And I believe in what I'm doing, and I have passion for what I'm doing. And again, my goal to impact, I I wish I was independently wealthy and I didn't need to get paid to do (laughs) some things because I want to be able to share with so many people. And for me, it's more about, again, being there to help someone than the paycheck.
0: Give me three people off the top of your head that you admire the most.
1: Oh, wow. So many. Okay. So I admire my mother. Obviously, I've spoken a lot about her because I think she really has set the stage for, you know, so many of the life lessons that have helped me. And she still is always right, even though we hate to (laughs) admit that. Um, I admire, you know, from another perspective, not a female, Jerry Seinfeld. Love Jerry Seinfeld. Um, I think being able to make people laugh is amazing. But I also look at, He has learned how to polish his craft and, you know, being able to really, you know, put all of that together in what we're doing. And then a third one would be Jane Fonda. I just think she just emulates grace, professionalism, you know, tenacity. All, you know, she is someone that I would love to be more like.
0: What about like uh, Martha Stewart? She's been to prison. She's now in the swimsuit edition in there at eighty one. It looks amazing, she looks
1: good, man! Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think she has done something. I personally haven't done a lot of studying on her, so I can't say specifically. She's badass, but I mean, how can you not give her credit for what she did? She did build an empire, and some people like her style, some people don't. But I think, yeah, she has achieved a lot of levels of success. I
0: think anybody that starts out cooking goes to prison. Hangs out with rappers and then does a swimsuit edition. Like, that's got to be woman of the year. Well,
1: and what I love is, you know, the prison could break somebody. And for her, I'm sure it was challenging. And I know people could joke and say that she was at country club jail, whatever. I don't know. I wasn't there. But again, that was a turning point. And rather than having that defeat her and have her go into the shadows, she came back stronger than ever.
0: I bet she owned it. I You're bet they good. were scared to shitless of Martha Stewart I in prison. Know. They're probably like, she'll shank your
1: yeah, ass. exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, that's,
0: at least that's the way in my mind. I'm keeping her in there because exactly. that, that woman's like serious mm-hmm. for me. This is always a fun interview when, I, when I, I, I do love polished people. A, it makes a podcast easy for me, right? Because sure. I just ask the first question and let it roll, <laughs> right? But the other thing about polished, again, means you did your homework. And I think people who've done their homework are going to give you very valuable advice and valuable experience. We know that you want to get bigger. So I'm going to end it with this. Who do you need to connect with to take it to that furthest dream? Have you already thought to that process?
1: I have. I actually was just having a conversation about that this morning. So I do need to get connected with people in the TV world so they can help me create my proposal and deliver it to production Um, I also really want to get in to do more corporate training so I can help on a corporate level people achieve this harmony. So people who run sales teams, HR directors, people who are in charge of business development at the corporate level. And then also for just that, you know, woman who feels like she's living on the hamster wheel and needs a little bit of help.
0: That's awesome. It's awesome. I You know, this is this is just a great podcast because I, you know, I always love it because, again, I haven't lived your experience. I'm in the man world. Right. And it's uh you know, I don't always think it's the greatest place to be, but I'm always interested in that perspective because listen, if we don't learn what the other one's going Absolutely. through, it's a disaster. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it is fun because. You know, my wife is, uh, her entire world has been being a mom and, and I loved it and it worked beautifully for our family. But now we're at the age where our kids don't need mm-hmm. mom. And now when she moms, our kids are like, oh <laughs> man, we're going to, you know, we're past that stage. Yes. And it is something interesting. And I keep that in my mind all the time about, I know that she probably is in this space now with what's next. Mm-hmm. Right. And when on my side, I'm busy all the time. We're doing this. We're treating patients. We're, we're climbing the ladder. We're meeting all these people that you talk about. And it's, um, you know, sometimes I'm more, i pulling further away from her or am I trying dragging her along? What are we doing? And, uh, you know, you really got to stop and see people suffering, and um, it, it's real. So it is. it's a real struggle. Yeah,
1: and tell her to wait about ten years, or I'll come back. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> they
1: start to need their moms again in their thirties. <laughs> well,
0: it's true. I, actually, we have one at home that I don't think's mm. ever going to leave the house, so she'll probably get to mom him till he's fifty, sixty years of age. But. Thank you so much for coming on our show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. You are full of incredible, incredible advice. How do people get a hold of you? How do people get involved with your program?
1: Yeah, so the best thing is just to go to my website, which is just claracapano.com, and they can get access to everything that I have right there. But if they want to follow me on social media, if they just search my name, they'll find me.
0: Fantastic. Claire, you are a phenomenal woman. You're also a phenomenal person.
1: I appreciate that. I appreciate you having me here and love that you're diving into the real, you know, secrets and you're asking those real questions.
0: Listen, if you don't, if you don't find out the truth, you're living a lie. Absolutely. So that, that's what we like to do. Again, thank you so much for coming on Truth Talks. Uh, You're a pleasure. I'm sure our paths are going to cross again. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Have you started a podcast?
1: I do. Mm -hmm.
0: Did we get an invite that we missed?
1: Well, it's the Working Women channel, so... I can identify. You can identify. So maybe we'll have maybe to. Maybe I'm the first. You might have to do a, a little spin off and just say <laughs> the working women from the male perspective. Hey, I, like I
0: it. dig it. Mm. I dig it. Let's do it. I'd be an honor to do anything with you. Uh, thank you again so much for coming on.
1: Thank you. All right.